Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I have with me a very accomplished woman leader from Florida, USA, Donna Orinder. Donna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Donna is the founder and CEO of Orinder Unlimited and Generation W. She's the former president of the Women's National Basketball Association of USA. She has been recognized as one of the top 10 most powerful women in sports. She's been recognized by Newsweek as amongst the 100 most influential people. She's a best-selling author of a book titled Wisdom, The Girl's Guide to the Positive and the Possible. What an amazing journey you've had. But let's start, Donna, by uh, asking you about your journey from a professional basketball athlete to an entrepreneur supporting women and girls. Well, they're, and they're very much tied together, un- yeah. unwillingly at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a young athlete mm-hmm. growing up, a young mm-hmm. girl in a, in a world that really didn't appreciate or really give the signals to girls that this was something they should do. Mm-hmm. I guess they internalize that in some way, but I love sports. I continue to love sports. I believe in sports as a global opportunity to elevate all of the human population, because sure. I believe that when you elevate girls and women, you elevate us all. Absolutely. Um, so, that, so that began with, you know, the fact that I love to compete. I played Lots of sports, seven sports in high school. I ultimately became a professional basketball player. Mm-hmm. When I was a girl, no one could have told me that could have happened because it didn't exist. Mm. Um, and I think through that, actually learning the lessons of competing in sports, mm-hmm. as well as being part of a, a um, I guess, a opportunity that didn't encourage me, gave me this resilience and grit. Mm-hmm. So that when it came to ideas and opportunities mm-hmm. and businesses, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I didn't quite hesitate. I, I just kind of dove into what I thought could be something that would help other people. Fascinating. And that's when you started Orenda Unlimited and Generation W. Tell me about what you do here. Well, actually, this was after I left the WNBA. The WNBA, I should say, which is the Women's National Basketball okay. Association. Mm-hmm. It actually is global. It's based in the U.S. You know, mm-hmm. we have athletes come from all over the world. Um, and I got, I was really on the leading edge, the leading wave, if you will, of co- mm-hmm. commerce culture. Mm-hmm. And I learned really firsthand in a way that I actually did not realize I had learned before, but how the world felt about women and girls mm-hmm. yeah, from a cultural, uh, commercial, social equity point of view. Mm-hmm. And ultimately when my time was done there, I knew that that was work that I wanted to continue to do because mm-hmm. I thought it so essential, important, not only for the direct impact on women and girls and the opportunities and the voices that they would have, mm-hmm. but also for, as I said before, for all of our businesses, we are in a war for talent in this time, mm-hmm. but we are competing devilishly for talent all over the world. Mm-hmm. And it's really a shame would, as, as a leader of a team, would you ever take the field with only having 50% of your talent mm-hmm. available? developed ready to go mm. and so um that really is a big part of my work today with generation mm. Mm. and you know when i was reading about you donna your mission was fascinating to educate inspire connect and fuel the power of women's leadership fascinating mission but help me understand what are you doing in each of these areas and maybe give me some examples um a- absolutely when we first started our, our initiative it was a thought leadership event mm-hmm. and it 
located actually in a place in America that mm -hmm. some people don't think has, been, has had thought leadership. I live in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. I am very, very proud of where I live. Mm -hmm. It has become a forward thinking, um, innovative community that's continuing to grow. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought the idea of bringing in and connecting people around thoughts and ideas, just as you're doing in such mm -hmm. a remarkable and impactful way was important. Um, and then we began to do other things. For example, we, we realized that all politics are local mm. and that you talk about something, let's say we were talking about water quality. That's mm. something obviously yeah. very relevant in India, but mm. relevant in the United States. And they say, well, 95% of the water quality is excellent. Mm -hmm. What happens when you live in Flint, Michigan, mm. where the water quality is not excellent, mm -hmm. right? So mm. these national numbers tend to really mask what's happening right. in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So we decided that we would initiate a study mm -hmm. that showed where were the ideas, where were the laws, where were the policies and guidelines being developed and by who in our community so that mm -hmm. we can determine where the bias was and how we possibly can implement them. Mm -hmm. And obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but it clearly showed in many, many of the ways that women weren't part of the process at all, and yet we're 51% of the population. And so therefore we began an initiative that's now been taken over by our city and our chamber to really be pr proactive in mm -hmm. balancing in a very positive way. This mm -hmm. is not about taking something away, which is often problematic in this work. It's about adding to the whole um, better decision-making and opportunity for a collective community to advance itself mm -hmm. in a way that is better for everyone. Amazing. Um, what are the areas you are working on to support women and girls around the world? And I know you're doing some work in India as well. Well, you know, what we did was in our second year, we, we uh, in our thought leadership conference, where we have mm -hmm. now over 1,300 people attend in person, mm -hmm. and now we've developed a, um, a, a, a live stream because mm -hmm. obviously the pandemic has um, cultivated a new audience of technology mm -hmm. in a way they didn't mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. So we started, we had uh, seven girls on our stage who were mm -hmm. very, very diverse. We asked them, who are you? What's important to you? And how do we as women help you? That mm -hmm. led to the beginning, um, it was going to be 10 years, we're going to celebrate 10 years, right. the program Generation WOW, which is all about exposing and teaching girls about the positive and the possible. And mm -hmm. it's not just a group of girls, it's all girls, because mm -hmm. we really believe that when we are exposed to each other at a young age, mm -hmm. we can lead together and mm -hmm. learn together can learn together and live together from youngsters, then we will ultimately lead together as adults mm. um, because we'll have this greater familiarity. Again, it's exactly what you're doing, bringing mm. people from all parts of the world to share mm. their stories. To let us understand that our commonalities truly are strong mm. and drive a collective, a collective thinking of how we can make us better. And I know this is a time when it's hard mm. to see it. There are days I am, I am, I'm overwhelmed by it. But mm -hmm. I do know that it's this day-to-day -day work, this day-to-day -day of connection of people and humanity mm -hmm. that actually will be the driver of making sure that we can stay on a positive path as opposed to a destructive one. Mm, amazing. And, uh, you know, a question I'm sure you've been asked many times, what are some of the lessons you have learned from your career in sports that you have brought to your current challenges and how are you addressing them? Uh Every day I live those lessons. And mm -hmm. I just want to say for all of us, no matter what your age, and I know mm -hmm. there's a younger group that watches this, um, the lessons are to be learned every day. They never, ever stop. When we stop learning, mm -hmm. then we're no longer, we're no longer vital. 
right? Mm -hmm. We have to learn every day. But I will tell you what, some of the things, two things in particular. Mm -hmm. One, um, I I don't know that I was the most gifted physical athlete, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't jump the highest. I I didn't run the fastest. Mm -hmm. I was going to be one of the best. And what Mm -hmm. I learned was when you really put the work in, Mm -hmm. really intentional, committed work, it's not working, it's working smarter and harder. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn to dig into yourselves in ways in ways you could not imagine. Mm-hmm. I always I learned I have a reservoir that I can pull from, and that ultimately, no matter what the problem is, as difficult and challenging as it could be, that I can find a way to be able to tackle it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I can I can tell you, like every day there's a problem. Okay, I I, I know it's here. I can mm-hmm. figure this out. I can get overwhelmed, but I can work through that. Mm-hmm. to get to a place of productivity and ultimately success. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of a better lesson than that, mm-hmm. right? One that like this, this, uh, uh, this ability of a living resilience of mm-hmm. a well of opportunity that we can summon, mm-hmm. right? And what happens also is when you begin to have success, right? Okay, well, you know, this game, I had great defense, but I was able to score, I was able to figure it out. Well, then I can ultimately... Mm-hmm. Um, that again Mm. and it doesn't have to be the game right all of those lessons are transferable to life which is why i believe sport and it doesn't have to be elite sports it just has to be competition Mm. getting out there and learning how to compete Mm -hmm. is so so important well said well said so moving on down on you know you work on a lot of inequity challenges with uh, with women and minority leaders for our viewers and listeners, give me your perspective on what are some of these inequity challenges? I'm sorry, what was that? What are some of these challenges? A lot of the challenges is about, well, there's initially exposure, mm-hmm. right? People, we do not know what we do not know. Mm. That, right? So mm. how do we know that? So that's related to exposure, mm-hmm. having the opportunity to be exposed and then having the opportunity to have access to those mm-hmm. things you're exposed to. Mm. Um, and then at the core and underneath all of it is an ongoing bias that we mm. all have. And I recently mm. spoke to a global, uh, a major global company, actually you probably would know, mm-hmm. um, about this idea of breaking the bias. And the first thing we all have to understand is we're all biased and it doesn't mean we're bad people because we're mm-hmm. biased. We're born with bias. We Absolutely. are truly, right, mm. products of the street we grew up in, the house that we lived in, the parents mm. that we had, mm. where our grandparents came from. Mm. The we listened, uh, we, we grew up in, right? The, the education we have, all of that combines Correct. to create a worldview and it changes and it shifts. The most important thing is to become aware of those biases that we have inhaled, right? Mm-hmm. Surrounded by and how they impact our thinking so that we can open our thinking, the aperture of our thinking, mm-hmm. right? To be able to be broader in our scope and understand where other people are. Mm. right and I, I i'll give you like just a little example i i grew up and it's it's probably a lot of in, in business right don't ask anyone to do what you wouldn't do mm-hmm. mm. but, oh, well, if i work my hardest and i correct, do all correct. these things and I, then i can expect other people to do that and i realized along the way that i was probably in my 40s mm. that actually that wasn't exactly it yes we mm. want to model behavior um, we want to we want to look in the mirror and feel good about who we are. Mm. But the other hand, I had a I had to take another step in the world that's evolving and understanding where another person was mm. and perhaps 
my activities weren't their activities, but it didn't lessen them. Mm. As long as they met expectations and mm. we aligned on our goals that we had to achieve, mm. then we'd be okay. It was, a, it was a really valuable insight for me. Sure, sure. Well said. There is also a lot of talk about inclusion all over the world. Uh, you know, everyone is talking inclusion. I'd like to get your perspective on how much of it is actually being achieved. You know, listen, I can tell you, on one hand, I can be flippant and say not nearly enough, right? Okay. It's not nearly enough. Hmm. Um, and so I come at this two ways. One, you know, having been the single woman at a table mm-hmm. and many other variables that were singular mm-hmm. and not feeling I was a part of it. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, and then ultimately feeling a part of it, like mm-hmm. getting through that barrier. Right. Um, it, it's still very prominent. Mm-hmm. I will also say, and, I'm, and this is something I'm still studying, and mm-hmm. I, I've read a lot about it, is we all come to life mm-hmm. feeling that we are in other in some way. Correct. And, and I, and I kind of try to encourage us and myself mm-hmm. to use that as a superpower, mm-hmm. which is if I feel othered, others feel othered, how do we use that feeling of not being a dominant mm-hmm. dominant to make others feel included the way we would want to right. so that we end up living in a more inclusive world? Mm. Because, you know, it, it's interesting on one hand, like here in America, obviously for a very long time, mm-hmm. um, white males have are dominant. That's mm-hmm. been a dominant. There's this whole thing about our constitution. Women aren't even mentioned. Obviously people of color were like three quarters. All of that is historically laced through. Um, How do we move beyond that? Well, as I said before, part of it is understanding our bias. Mm -hmm. Think of what we've been told, not only as we sit here today, Mm. but what's been in our history that has gotten us here today. And for those who ignore the lessons of history, they are doomed to repeat them. Mm. That is my favorite quote. You know, people always ask you because it's true. We have to understand. And that takes an intentionality, right? Mm. That's why I love what you're doing when you tell me. It's like, <laughs> yes. Now you said, there's all these people who have stories. Let's share them. Correct. And then before we, you have the ability to reach all these people. Correct. And say, today I, I say something that reaches somebody that mm. hadn't been before. And I'm grateful to you for. Oh, no, thank you. In fact, I'm grateful people of your stature have at least speaking about some of these thoughts to reach thousands and thousands of people around the world. You know, moving on, uh, Donna, one of the challenges I have seen about inclusion are the restrictions we have from culture, from society, from elders. What are your thoughts on how do we start to tackle some of these biases and some of these challenges that culture, society and elders place place on each one of us? Wow. I I don't know. That's a really interesting and a very challenging question but it, it, it's real i mm. think all of us know where we where, no matter where we are in the world mm. you'll hear a grandparent or something mm. say something that makes you cringe right. and it also makes you realize they grew up in a different time right so the lessons that they were surrounded in mm. the language that yeah. they they you right the world changed yeah and and they didn't get the message yet many have but many haven't i can only speak personally about my parents mm-hmm. and, and yet you know their parents people my parents age are in government so it makes you hope that they have mm-hmm. advanced mm-hmm. i i give them some grace as well um 
And then I spend time talking to him about him and say, listen, here's where we are today. And I understand mm. what we've been through. And we, and, I, and we try to have really good connections. I will say the work that I do today on mm. Generation W and Generation Wow mm. strongly, strongly believes mm. and supports intergenerational connectivity. Mm. And the reason is, is when we do a lot of mentoring, it's always been like, well, I am more powerful because I have more experience and I've done this. Mm. No, I have more experience to share with you. But the amount of learning that goes from a younger generation person mm. to an older generation is also very powerful. Mm. I'm so interested to hear what are kids thinking today and why mm. are they thinking that? Now, there, there are those general adult child dynamics that always sure. happen. I think they're generationally like they always happen. Mm. Mm. But, you know, I didn't grow up with an iPhone in my pocket. Correct. Right. My kids almost did. Mm. Their kids, when that should happen, definitely will. True. Right. So that technology piece alone is mm. a huge game changer in how you view the world and your mm. experiences. Unless we take the time to do intergenerational connectivity, mm. then we lose that precious passage of knowledge both ways. Well said. Well said. So one more question uh, on, on, on inclusion, and then I'll move to your book. Uh, you know, the, the, the new generation of younger, younger leaders, the younger people, the millennials, the Gen Zs, they have brought in an absolutely new perspective, a breath of fresh air into inclusion. Um, you know, they're not willing to accept what our, their parents or grandparents used to say. I'd love to get your perspective on how you are seeing the younger generation handling inclusion. Um, I don't, I, I don't know that I can make any broad pronouncements. Mm -hmm. I think there is a younger generation that certainly has moved through LGBTQ plus in a way that's way more progressive than anything we were able to live through. Yeah. Um, that's in a general, in a general mm -hmm. sense, right? Mm -hmm. uh, racially and ethnically, um, you know, I hear, I hear here in America, you know, kids saying like race doesn't matter to us. Mm -hmm. and, and that's an interesting comment in and of itself, right? Mm -hmm. What they're saying is we accept everybody. That's a way of saying we accept everybody, but in a sense, race should matter, right? Mm -hmm. Who we are, the color of our skin. Again, when I spoke earlier about the fact that all of that helps define, define mm -hmm. us and our prism mm -hmm. perspective on the world. Mm -hmm. And so we have to see that coming back to be able to love and understand that as mm -hmm. well. I don't know why in some ways I tend to think about the exceptions here. Mm -hmm. I think there still is really not enough inclusion. I think these culture wars that we're seeing, not only here in the States, but globally mm -hmm. are troubling. And um, what are they really all about? We all hear that we are tribal at our most essence. Correct. Essential sense of all of us. Correct. Okay, so fine, but we're in more advanced thinking, are we? Um, like to be? We need to be more inclusive. Mm -hmm. I think our kids definitely can lead mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. um, and, we're, and we're looking to them, especially when you like, I guess when we look at something like climate change, right? Mm -hmm. Look at where our, our kids globally yeah. are in terms of encouraging us mm -hmm. to be more mindful of truly their home, which we will depart and mm -hmm. they, will, they will have. Correct. Correct. Well said. So uh, I've got time for one more question and I'm going to okay. move to your book. Uh, you're the author of a book titled Wowsdom, The Girl's Guide to the Positive and the Possible. Uh, 
Can Tell I show me. You? Can I show it? Yeah, please do. Please do. Okay, hold, on. hold on, you can edit this part out. There we go. Loused the girl's guide. <laughs> okay, that's a great book and is available on uh, Amazon and other uh, yeah, it is. platforms. It is. Okay, so I'm going to ask my viewers and listeners to check out the book written by Donna Orender and she's showing it to you. Um, yes. But tell me a little bit about your book and what was your hypothesis in writing this? Oh, well, you know, thank you for asking that because actually ties into what we just spoke about. Um, as I told you, we have a, a, a teen girl program called Generation Wow. Mm -hmm. And at our big thought leadership event every year, we do something on girls. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, and with all due respect, even to my sons and my husband, I say, we are all girls at one point. And by the way, biologically, there is a time when we all we we are all yep. female. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, and I paired them one year. I paired young girls with women who are sixty-five and older. Mm -hmm. How is that going to work? Amazing. Hmm. It was. It was magical. It was magnetic. There was mm. like a force field around them. And I looked at them and I said, oh my God, this is wowsdom. Mm. This is the wow of girls and the wisdom of women. Amazing. Mm. Said, so let's write a book. And one of the programs we do is we write letters to our younger and future selves. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so we said, let's capture some of those letters. And they're performed at our Generation Wow event. Mm -hmm. And we captured all those letters. And I'll show you just uh, um, here. here. Here's a good one, right? Embrace wow. yeah. yeah, by Jamie yeah. Mm. And, uh, and then it's surrounded by, uh, here, always remember we are resilient. This is mm. the Tennessee. Amazing. Mm. Yeah, so it's really, really great. And then it's surrounded in, oh, wait, all because of 10, 10 signs of unhealthy relationships or Fantastic. how to eat well or how yeah. to, like, you know what I mean? And then mm. we always live your purpose. Fantastic. Fantastic. So it, it's actually, you know, it's a work of, of, incredibly passionate purpose trying to help kids and women we actually mm. wrote it for boys, girls or mm. uh, boys my sons my sons have read it mm -hmm. uh, let them know that hey you're not alone in this world mm. I, I i read this book like you know 20 something times yeah, every time yeah, yeah. i'm feeling like if all of these people with all of the things that they have had to deal mm. with could do this world i can do this world fantastic and, also, and i also appreciate the fact that they want to tell me that um, some of the things that I should pay attention to now, so mm. I wouldn't have to look back and say, if I only knew, mm. right? So, so that's why we did it, yeah. Fascinating, fascinating. Don, on that note, uh, thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about your journey, about the amazing stuff you are doing for women and girls, uh, not just in the US, but around the world. Thank you for talking to me and sharing your thoughts on inclusion. And thank you for showing me your book, Wowsdom, and uh, and all the all the all the, uh, you know some of some of the interesting chapters from that book. So thank you for speaking to me, and good luck. Hey, thank you so much, and thank you for sharing stories and caring about all of us as you do. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.